Welcome to the DGR podcast. I'm your host, David Gray. Hello, everyone. David here. Welcome back to the DGR podcast. Hope you're all doing well. This is episode number 55. This is our end of year episode, end of 2022. I have um, shook myself together or pulled myself together to try and do this episode. And um, or really, Kira has done that to me. So I'm actually recording it at home. I didn't want to go out to the office. Haven't been out to the office in um, in a few days. Office slash clinic slash gym. Haven't been out there in maybe a week now, actually. So tried to take like an extended break away from there, doing a little bit of work from home, but um, set up the, the the podcast studio here in my, at my kitchen table. You can see the Christmas tree in the background if you're, um if you're watching and I'm going to do kind of a, kind of like a roundup of 2022. Um, I'm going to announce the guest of the year for the podcast, for the DGR podcast. I'm going to talk about some of my goals for next year. I'm going to talk about uh, some of my learnings on movement from 2022. So kind of, yeah, three things that kind of cemented in my mind around movement or that they actually learned or, or developed or improved my skills around movement in 2022. So I'm going to talk about that. So guest of the year, uh, some goals for 2023 and some learnings on on movement from 2022. And I think that's it. So I put up a poll on Instagram uh, around guest of the year and I are people just who people's favorites were. And obviously, I am sharing some of those on Instagram stories. So you should have hopefully seen some of those. Uh, but what I'm going to do is just kind of vote for my own guest of the year, having taken into some of them, sto- some of those stories into account as well. But I'm just going to vote for my own guest of the year because this is not a democracy. This is a dictatorship here on the DGR podcast, and I am the boss. Um, so that's how we're going to do it. Um, I sat down when I was thinking about this episode. I sat down and was kind of thinking back on on the year that was, and obviously, like as, as well as people voting on guests of the year, there's kind of recency bias where like you remember certain things, or people will usually vote on. Okay, that guest was brilliant because they listened to that guest a few weeks ago. So like there's recency bias with that. And then when you're analyzing your own year as well, there's recency bias, I think, where you're actually thinking, okay, what will like what will what what was great that happened this year? And you remember some things that happened in the last few months and I tried to actually sit down and think about, okay, in 10 years time, in 2032, what will I remember from 2022? So that was kind of an interesting practice, actually. And maybe you should do the same as well, where like, what, what will you, in 10 years time, what will you remember from this year? Or if someone showed you like, cause I've been on trips 10 years ago, um, and you might see a picture from it and I'm like, I do not remember that at all. Or things have happened and I don't remember anything from it. But then there's other things that stand in my out in my mind from 10 years ago. So I was thinking about what, what will I actually remember? So here they are on a macro level. I will remember the World Cup. And in particular, I probably won't remember too much about the World Cup, but I will remember Messi winning the World Cup. So I will definitely remember that. I'll remember just kind of, yeah, I'll, I'll remember like my overriding memory. If someone mentions that World Cup, it will be, oh, that like Messi won that World Cup. I think I'll remember that in 10 years. And I think I will probably remember that for a long time. Uh, I will remember the Queen dying. I'm I'm pretty sure like I, if you ask me in 10 years time, what year did the Queen die? I probably wouldn't be able to say 2022. Maybe I would. Maybe I wouldn't. But like I will remember that event. Uh, I will remember that event for a long, long time that the Queen died. I will remember the war in Ukraine. So those are three, I think, big kind of macro things that I think a lot of people will will remember. And I think they're, I'm pro- hopefully I'm not missing, I, I definitely am missing things. And um, there's probably other things that I should think of, but I haven't thought of. But those are the three big things. So Messi winning the World Cup, the Queen dying, and then the war in Ukraine. I think they're the three things that stand out. Maybe we will look back at this as uh, um, 
at this year as a year that like was the start of a huge recession that lasted several years. I don't know. Uh, that remains to be seen, but uh, that doesn't really stand out to me at the moment. So those are the three things that I'm sure I will remember. Um, then on a kind of more personal level, we got married. So Kira and I, we got married. Hopefully I will remember that. Um, I think it was a big event in our lives. Obviously it was, everyone says like, it is an amazing day. It goes really fast, cherish it, blah, blah, blah. And it was all of those things. It was just a brilliant day. It did cost like, it did cost a decent bit of money, a lot of money, to be honest. And I don't, I don't regret that at all. To be honest, I, I know you see that, the, I know you see people saying like, oh, you spend X thousand on, on so a day that is over in 12 hours, uh, where you could have spent that money on a mortgage or something like that. I get all that. I see that point of view, but at the same time, that's a day that like, we just got our wedding video the other day and we watched it and stuff. And, uh, that was one of the best days of my life so far. We had the only day ever maybe where we will have ev like all of our cherished people, all the people we love the most in our lives. And it was one of the most fun days I've ever had. So or two days, I should mm, kind of three days that we've ever had. So, um, I will, I will hopefully remember that. Um, we did our honeymoon in Italy. Uh, we had a friend's wedding there and we did our honeymoon there. So I will, I think, I think I, I will definitely rem remember that. Um, I will remember going to Rome, uh, which was, top two cities I've ever been in. So I'll definitely remember Rome. I'll definitely remember going down to the Amalfi Coast and I will remember my friends waiting there as well. So I will remember that. Um, I will remember our, I think I'll remember our Christmas night out that we had in Dublin with Alice and Chris and Isabel and Kira and myself uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So I, I'm pretty sure I will remember that. Um, that was a brilliant night out. Um, I just... I'm just chuffed at the like good people that we have in our um that we've attracted, not just our team of people there with those guys, but like all all the people that listen and stuff like that. We have um overwhelmingly positive, good people, I think, that our business has attracted. And that uh that makes me very, very, very proud as we end the year that I think we've I think we've we've done a good job for several years and hopefully this year especially I think I think the podcast and the membership site kind of uh what's the word like uh I can't think of the word like I'm oh, I'm always stuck for words on podcasts for some reason like I think it kind of was an extra bit of rocket fuel for attracting really good people or maybe they were already there and they just wanted a little bit more stuff from us so I think between the podcast and the membership site we definitely brought more people into our world and um good people most importantly and chris alice and isabel that were there like we just had such a good with such a good laugh it wasn't a crazy night with a few drinks i probably had the most drinks and um just good fun and i really came away from that day thinking like these are these are really good people that we really want to look after and i'm just proud to have people like that so i think if like i look back at at that night as i probably like what will i remember from the night i don't know but i'll remember just being in probably in Wheelan's pub having a few points and just having a laugh um I will remember that my granny died. She died a few weeks ago and that is, that is the last of my grandparents. So I've been in a, a lucky position where I grew up actually with quite a few, or sorry, not quite a few. I grew up for quite a bit of my life with all of my grandparents. So I had, um, so I had my, my mom and my dad's, uh, mother and father so so i had i had four grandparents all of my life or most of my life then they kind of uh i think three of them all died in a in a in a quite close a uh, short amount of time to each other and then my granny died re very recently so that was um that was something i rem will remember obviously she was she was an amazing person, very strong woman, a farmer from Kilkenny, from Thomastown in Kilkenny, very, very strong woman. Uh, she, like I spent a lot of my, or a decent bit of my childhood, a lot of my summers, like here and there, up there and just seeing her like doing everything on the farm and stuff. So that was, um, so that was, that was, I won't say a huge part of my childhood, like 
probably for my brother, he spent more time up there, but it was a big part of my childhood. My families are very, our family is very close. So um, that was uh, the last of my grandparents. So I will remember that, I think, as well. Um, then in terms of trips wise, we went skiing in Switzerland at the start of the year, my first time skiing, very nearly died there on, on one of the, on one of the tough uh, slopes. I can't remember. Is it a, how do they, how do they rate the slopes? Is it like easy, intermediate and advanced? Maybe I can't remember, but we were on a intermediate slash advanced slope because some Irish guy in the ski shop sent us there because we had been on the beginner slope the day before completely stupid stupidest thing ever had to be an Irish guy that just said yeah you'll be fine to go there and genuinely like that was that was the most scared I've ever been in my life where for a good 45 minutes we were trying to get down off this thing and if you went into the middle of that, to, into the middle of that slope, you were hitting pure ice and I was gone like a rocket and I hadn't learned how, learned how to stop at this stage. And then if you, so I was staying over to the side, but over to the side, it was the side of a mountain. So like the choice was go like a rocket down the middle of the slope or stay at the side, which is falling off the mountain. So eventually we got that down. So I will remember that the skiing was one of my favorite holidays ever, but I will remember probably nearly dying. Uh, we went to New York. Um, so I said, Rome is one of my favorite cities that are top two cities that I've been in. I think New York is the other one. And I think most people would agree. Even if you, even if you don't love New York, like there's something about spending a few days in New York. It is, it is just it is an unbelievable city. So I do love it there. I would go back every year, twice a year if I could. Um, so we were in New York. We did a podcast with Alina there. Uh, we were in California uh, teaching a workshop um, I, with the guys in PMPT. So I will remember, de definitely remember that. I remember going to Alcatraz, um, the jail there. That was that was a really, really good little tourist trip that I would recommend doing. Um, I remember being in San Fran, I think it was a really good city, albeit there was kind of, I think the supposedly, at least since COVID, it hasn't been going too well. And there was some homelessness there and there was some drugs on the street and stuff like that. So there was parts of that where I didn't feel particularly safe or not even safe sometimes, just like I felt a little bit uneasy at times um, with it. But I still think it was an absolutely brilliant city. And then we went to San Jose and taught that workshop with the guys. So uh, that was absolutely brilliant there. So Josh and Joey, shout out to those guys in PMPT and, and all the rest of the team there. Uh, then we went to Florida. So we did Orlando. I remember definitely remember Harry Potter world there. We went to Jeff's place, the Flexi Bull and uh, in Clearwater taught a workshop there. And um, I'll, I'll remember that. I'll remember Jeff. And this is, this is, um, I'll remember lots of people from that. And this is like a, a proof, I think, to people, because I did say in the last episode with Larry, uh, I think it was the last episode, maybe it was the previous episode with Larry Doyle. And I think I was, I was a bit down at the time. Um, and I was probably a bit negative in the episode looking back. I didn't listen back, but just thinking back. And I spoke about social media and maybe some of the negatives. And at the moment, like at the moment, probably the the, the positives, the positives, definitely at the moment, like the positives do outweigh the negatives. So there is some negatives with social media and they do grind you down at the time. But I think that was around the time as well where Granny was sick. We also got some other bad news in our family. And um there was also like a couple of dickheads on social media that had said a couple of things previous to that. Uh, so I think I was a little bit down, but I am a, I am a, hopefully a, a case study uh, for anyone um, that, and there's plenty of other case studies out there as well, that like social media can be incredibly beneficial for your life. So like I met Jeff on social media. We did a podcast together we organized our he, he we organized to go to his his gym he hosted us to do a two-day workshop and people flew from uh, carla and nick flew from canada um the guy um jonathan drove or our clancy drove from for several hours uh other people for like 12 hours or something he drove other people other people flew in from different parts of america like not that many people were actually from from florida that came people came from everywhere and uh we hung out with jeff we got 
steaks on the night after we were in for drinks we did everything so i am a case study and hopefully a testament hopefully in a positive light to show that um and like i'm nothing special far from it but just to show that social media is incredibly powerful and if you use it right it can open huge doors and i'm very very grateful for that so i don't want to i i don't i just wanted to address that because i did i think i did I don't, I don't like listening back to the episodes anymore. And, and it's, it is another thing I've learned with the podcast that you can definitely articulate yourself poorly in, in podcasts. Like with social media, with Instagram, you have a chance to... You, ha- you can articulate yourself poorly there as well, but you do have a chance to actually look back on it uh, before you post and say, mm, that's not right. But on the podcast, I don't really edit them at all. We don't edit them. So like we might clean up the sound or try our best to clean up the sound or whatever, but we're not taking big chunks out of the podcast. So what's what I say is what I say. And sometimes I don't articulate things very well. And that goes for all of the episodes. There's there's things where I yeah, pretty much after every episode, I'm like, fuck, I didn't, I didn't articulate that the way I wanted to came across wrong, came across poorly or like, I just didn't address all the points that I wanted to. So now it looks like I'm really stand on one side of the fence on this topic where actually I'm not, I don't feel, as strongly as that and you would feel and you would you would understand that if it was just you and I sitting down having a conversation but sometimes but sometimes the podcasts uh you don't really get to do that or you don't do that for whatever reason so like I'm hopefully a testament or a a case study one of like you could look to me or maybe you can look to yourself if you're listening or you can look to a million other people that like social media does open up huge doors for you and it has done for us the like we we taught our workshop with the foot focus crew from dublin we did a private workshop with them this year uh i think that was up in their place in january then i I can't remember maybe in march or something like that we did our we did our own workshop uh they're, they're a podiatry clinic so we went up and spent a full day with them working on like uh, rehab for specifically for foot issues and educating all of the, their staff there. That was absolutely brilliant. Then we did our own one in Watford in our gym. We did our workshop there. We had people come from all over. And um, actually, some of the girls from Foot Focus came down again. Uh, they came down to their second time because they had only started in Foot Focus at the time. And they came down and like to see the improvement that they that they had made from the first workshop to the second workshop, where the level of questions they were asking was unbelievable. And they were saying, telling me all the things that they were using from the workshop now in their practice. And they had questions around, okay, but like, what about when this happens? And that was like that that was one of my best feelings i had all year to see that the growth that they had experienced in those few months so we had that workshop we went to um we went to the guys in san jose we went to jeff we went to august over in malmo very recently in sweden um hopefully i'm not forgetting anyone there so so like all those workshops none of those would have happened without social media none of them that's a that's a fact because how would i get the message out there so it is very very powerful um and I think the positives do outweigh the negatives as long as you know how to use it well, I think. But sometimes you get you get in a bit of a funk, which I probably was in for um, the end of November, start of December. I, I, defi- I definitely was. I was a bit sick of it. Um, but I did kind of have a plan that we would work really hard for those couple of months and then chill out over Christmas. So I do like that phrase from Naval, uh, work like a lion, not like a cow. So work really hard in short periods and then just don't don't just graze all day long, 12 hours a day, you're grazing like a cow, work like a lion. I, I, I do like that, but then I do fall into the trap of working like a lion where we work really hard for a certain amount of time. And then guess what I end up doing? I tried to keep doing that uh, for another week and then another week and then another week. And that, that leads to burnout. So hundred percent that leads to burnout. So that was, um, that was the, that was the little bit of a roundup around what I will remember from this year. And I think it will be interesting for you to think about that. Not just like, Oh, what was the most fun I had this year, but what, what will I remember in 10 years time? Uh, guest of the year. So I have, I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to go for a draw. 
And I'm I'm trying, I'm also trying not to offend any of the guests that were on. Um, the people I have on, I have on for a reason because I really respect them. I really want to talk to them. I'm not just getting on random guests for the sake of it. Um, and that's why the podcast, I'm I'm probably not going to do as many podcasts in 2023 because I want to make sure that the standard of person is is as high as it can be, and the standard of episode is as high as it can be, even though like I will do some solos myself where I just talk about random topics. Um, the guests I want to keep as high quality as I can and I'm not going to just invite someone on just because I need to release an episode Um, so my top two episodes were number one Dwayne Chambers not number one uh, joint first I think was Dwayne Chambers it was episode number 34 it was called Sprinting Doping and Redemption and the other one was John Kiley. It was episode number 26. It was called Predictions, Placebo, and Smoothness in Running. Those were my top two. I will give you my um, my reasons for that or some of my reasons for that. I think the main... I think I, I really enjoyed them, both, both chats. First of all, I really, really enjoyed both chats. I think... A lot of the other podcasts that I've done are kind of with friends of mine, um, or a lot of them are with friends of mine or people that I know and people that I can talk to. Like Jeff, for example, I could just send Jeff a DM and and I could just jump on a call with him and talk to him for five minutes. Uh, no problem at all. Um, now I'm not great at replying to DMs, but like I could do that and he could do that with me easily. And that goes for all of the other guests as well, right? Um, but these two, I think Dwayne and John, like they're not, I, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to call them. I wouldn't be able to just ring them and say, can I pick your brain? Maybe I would. Now, maybe they would be open to that. No problem. But at the time of recording, it certainly, certainly wasn't the case. Right. Or at least I'm not the type of person that would say that to someone like, okay, can I, can I just ring you in and pick your brain or just DM them and start asking questions? I'm not the type of person, even if they maybe are open to that. I don't know. But I think I got the chance to sit down with both of those guys and have a have a chat. And um I think it was they were both really, really good. Like Dwayne was was amazing. I thought his storytelling, he he far exceeded my expectations. Um because I was nervous going into it because I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to ask him about his doping here. Um, and it wasn't that I just wanted to do a podcast on doping, far from it, but he went through his whole story about from his childhood up until like up until the decision of 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 doing what he did, uh, the talk about uh, a race, let's say, with Usain Bolt, like what's happening in the changing room or the locker room, what's happening when he was walking out into the stadium, what's happening during the race, what's he seeing when he sees Bolt, when he sees Bolt coming out of the trap so fast, uh, what's he thinking, all of these things, his mindset, uh, the mind games that are going on, all of this stuff, like that was just unbelievable and that you can see if you watch the video that you can just see the smile on my face throughout it and probably the hair is standing up on, on the back, back of my neck so um i thought that was was so so good and it was not I, I i put it this way when i started the podcast it wasn't a conversation that i was expected to have or be i expected to be able to have so i'm just grateful for that the other one then john he's someone that i probably probably do probably one of the biggest people, one of the people that I look up to most in the industry. I think he has a high level of integrity. Um, I think he's been there and done it. I think he's still around. So again, in the la- in the episode with Larry, you might have heard me talking about like some fatigue and thinking about, not thinking about it, but like the possibility of stepping away from this stuff at some stage. And like John is still going strong. Um, still hopefully seems like he's enjoying his work still having conversations still asking questions still trying to come up with the right answers still trying to make his practice better and that's very inspiring to me and he's very intelligent guy who also has really really done great work over the years and um, I've looked up to him for many many years it also maybe helps that he's an Irish guy um, and I've looked up to him for a long time and um, that that like 
mostly just looked up to like the way he tackles problems. Like I'm always looking at people, the way they tackle problems, the way they try and articulate themselves, the way they try and approach a difficult question. It's not about the answer itself necessarily. It's just the way that he does that. And I, I, I love that. So I think, um, I think that they, unfortunately the audio wasn't amazing on that one, but for me, it was still my, they were my two favorite conversations. I think, um, the most amount of downloads was Jeff, uh, Flexi Bull. Uh, so hat tip to Jeff for that. Um, and I will say, not to tear you down now, Jeff, but I will say that 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 number is a bit skewed because Jeff was one of the first episodes of the year. So obviously uh, that's getting listened to all of the time and it has more time to get listened to. But it still was, it's still the best. It still has the most by a good, decent margin. So I still think it would be. So hat tip to Jeff for that. Uh, the Flexi Bull, what a guy. Um, we had a steak on our last night in Florida and I ordered the tomahawk and he ordered the extra large tomahawk. So uh, what a guy. Um so that was the episode of the year, the two episodes, and then the most downloads with Jeff. And um, hopefully next year, the plan for the podcast is to do as many in-person ones as I can. So I'll give a shout out to Larry, who came up to Kilkenny to me. Um, we, we recorded a podcast in an old pirate radio station in a barn. So that was really fun. And um, I really enjoyed that podcast. And, and they just go a little bit easier in person. So hopefully I'll be able to record more in-person podcasts. And then Alina, I did that one with her in New York. So uh, I thought that that also, th those two also did really well on the ratings, which I don't look at anymore. I just had a quick look there. I For the first for the first half of the year, I was very much looking at the ratings all of the time, the downloads, where we were in the charts for the last while. I haven't looked at that at all because I realized, you know what? I'm not trying to compete with anyone else in the podcast. I'm trying to, I'm trying to deliver just good, valuable content to people who really like our work. And it doesn't matter if there's if there's 10,000 listens or 1,000 listens. It's about the right people listening to it rather than trying to beat some other podcasts to to get to the top of the charts. I, I honestly don't care about that anymore. Don't even think about that anymore. So that's a lesson I've learned. So hopefully next uh hopefully next year more in-person podcasts. Um okay my three learnings on movement are yeah I I what a what what a terrible name for a category. Um but one I just I just scribbled down a couple of thoughts. So one is leave the pelvis alone as much as you can. Um I've done, I've done a long time now of like paid a lot of attention to the pelvis for a long time. And there's been times where I've done a lot of like anterior tilting of the pelvis. There's been times where I've done a lot of posterior tilting of the pelvis. Um, there's been times where I've been really encouraging people in their movement to move from one to the other um, and really explore that. And I still do all of those things when I need to. If someone's more of a sway back, I know when I'm looking at them, I'm going to try and encourage more anterior tilt back into their life. If someone has very strong anterior tilt and they're just being robbed of all motion and being pushed forward, I'm going to encourage maybe more of a posterior tilt back into their life. But I think my learning where I really cemented it in 2022 is all of these things are kind of like compensations, even though I don't like that word. So don't take it literally. Like, don't take it to mean a bad thing. They're just compensations. And the, the, the more you coach the pelvis, the more you're kind of, you will do good things for a lot of people, but the more you are kind of beating around the bush and going on a, a roundabout way of really addressing what's going on. And what's going on is that they actually can't move their hips very well. And that goes the same with the, does go the same with the rib cage a lot of the time where like you if you have someone with a big huge rib flare at the front and they're being pushed forward no matter what they're going to keep doing that and you can keep doing breathing drills with them but if they can't move their hips well if they don't if they can't get clean hip flexion and extension if they can't open up their posterior capsule if they can't load into their glute max um if they can't get internal rotation collecting their internal rotation then they're just going to keep doing that. They're going to keep arching their back. They're going to keep driving their ribs up in the sky because that's how they're creating their internal rotation. So I think for me, I really not cemented. I don't want to say cemented because that means I won't ever change my mind on it again. I probably will. But at the moment, I just really get better at coaching people how to move their hips 
Um, and that that is that 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 sticks for much longer and has much more profound impacts than trying to get people to tuck and untuck their pelvis and all of this stuff. Don't take that to mean that I don't use that stuff. Like I will, if I need to talk someone when I'm doing a breathing drill, I will. If I need to untuck someone, I will. If I need to encourage them to move from one to the other, so they get some movement into their pelvis, I will. But for the most part, my goal isn't that more like getting them to tuck more or untuck more. It's usually let's, let's really get you to use your hips really well. So that's one kind of not a learning I, I don't think it's a learning maybe just like i don't i don't know i just stick with the with the learning thing but i don't necessarily think i learned that i just think it's more become more aware or I, i've kind of gone down that route a little bit more second one um the importance of collecting your internal rotation so I, if you look back, like at my content from four or five years ago, you'll see a lot of midfoot work. You'll see pushing through the midfoot. You'll see like a lot of overcoming type of isometric work, pushing as hard as you can through the midfoot and the forefoot, um, driving forward off of that foot. And that's really important. And I think that work is absolutely key, to be honest. But the this year is. And you'll also see like a lot, if you look back, you'll also see like a lot of a lot of work where it's about mobility and all that stuff as well. And it's about not, not those, not that driving through the foot. It's about like getting the foot to relax and move. Like you will see a lot of this different stuff, but it just became more clear in my mind about around separating when people need those two things. So understanding the importance of collecting your internal rotation, that that became way more clear for me and collecting is the word that I use. And I'm clear around that in my workshops that the, these drills are designed to collect or this part of the drill is designed to collect our internal rotation. This part of the drill is designed to use our internal rotation that we've just collected. Um, this part of the gate cycle is about collecting it. This part of the gate cycle is about using it. If you can't collect it, it doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to be able to use it. You'll always compensate and find another way of using your internal rotation or finding it from somewhere else. So I've become really clear around the difference between collecting it and using it and really clear around how we actually collect our internal rotation. So that's been a big one for me. And um, hopefully I'll expand and explain more about that in the future in different courses and workshops. And um, that's going to be a, it is already is a huge part or a decent part of our workshops and it's going to become more and more part of our workshops and our education. And I'm getting more clear around how to teach that and how to explain that and just why it's so important to understand that stuff. Um, and then the third one is the importance of a full exhale. So I don't do a ton of breathing work. I do a little bit of breathing work. Um, but I've really, it's really become clear to me this year that it's really important for some people. In the past, again, if I go back, you would have seen me talking about like, it's really important for everyone to do this. And then you might 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 have seen me at some stage thinking like, mm, I don't think this is that important at all. We can get it from elsewhere. Um, and both of those things still hold value depending on the person you're talking about. But for some people, Oh, and and then and then you would have heard me talking about how important the inhale is. And I still think the inhale is like the most important thing. The inhale is to fix. It has to be done well or else all your breathing work won't work at all. It, it just won't be the thing that makes the changes that you're looking to make. So the inhale is really important. But I probably went a bit too far in that direction. And only when I had a few clients and I, like... I, in my mind, I thought that everyone knew like that the exhale was still really important and, and it had to be done really well. But only when I saw a few clients and they'd done like a couple of our programs or been coached from elsewhere and I saw how they were doing the breathing stuff. And these are clients that are perfect. These are clients that are, if you know what you're looking at, they're perfect candidates for doing some breathing work. They're, they are strong. They have their movement, blah, blah, blah. They're not grounded at all. They are what PRI people might call like a patho PEC. So they have movement where they probably shouldn't have movement. These and, and their rib cage is locked, locked. It doesn't matter what mobility work you're doing. They will and the sensations that they describe to you all of the time will be not 
like if they're doing an RDL, if they're doing a calf raise, if they're doing a glute max exercise, they'll tell you, oh, I feel it on the outside of my shin all of the time. Or I feel it, you know, like it's just not in the target muscle, which is fine for a lot of people. But when you just start to see these people always say these things, plus they have, looks like they have movement where they shouldn't have movement, plus their rib cage is completely locked up. Then I don't think those people, I don't think you can really, I think you need to do some breathing work, not need to, I don't want to say need to, but I think it's, I think it's, I think as close to needing to do something as you could, um, maybe barring them going for a walk in a relaxed way. So I think it's really important. And, and, and when I saw some of these people, I saw how they were doing their exhales, um, and it wasn't enough. And I, it, it it solidified in my mind more so that like the exhale has to be done really well. And I've spoken about that in the past myself for years now, but I probably moved away from emphasizing it maybe last year. And then in the second half of this year, I realized that people weren't actually getting it and they needed to be coached through it properly and done really well. And it does make big changes when you do it. And it doesn't mean they're doing that forever. It just means for a week or two, like doing this, doing this stuff really well will catapult them forward in the rest of their training because they will unlock a locked rib cage, uh, which is really, really important for these types of people. So those were the, those were the three, probably if you asked me the same question tomorrow and I sat down and I was in a different frame of mind, I would probably come up with three different learnings. Um, but I think the three ones that, and to be honest, maybe like maybe I learned these lessons last year, the year before, all of that stuff. But I think it's become more clear in my mind now. So leave the pelvis alone as much as you can. That's one. Understand the importance of collecting your internal rotation. That's two. And separating that from using your internal rotation. And then the third one, the importance of a full exhale. I think they're the three, three big ones. Um, I think I shared a lot more on the on on the yielding plyometrics and the drop and catch variations and all the yield stuff that I like to use. I shared more of that this year um, on Instagram. Uh, I did a podcast, I think back in February or something around yielding plyometrics and stuff like that. But I, I, I actually, I think, I think that was probably more of a 2021 thing um than a 2022 thing it's just that i shared more of it this year um with the drop and catch stuff because i know like sometimes that stuff can look a bit wishy-washy but actually for again for the right candidate um i i i think it's really important and and sometimes when something looks a bit wishy-washy maybe it is wishy-washy and if i'm using it for a while like i won't share it for a long time until i've seen a good bit of success with a lot of people so i've seen a lot of success with all of that stuff um combined with it with a good good well-rounded program so um i really got more comfortable to share a lot of that at the start of the year and um god knows what it's going to be next year going forward i'm not sure um okay and then the last thing to talk about is I'm going to do a second, I think I'm going to do a podcast where, because at the start of this year, I talked about my social media strategy for 2022. That was my first episode of the year, I think this year. Um, So next year, sorry. So uh, as a second episode, I'm probably going to do like my social social media strategy for 2023. Um, And uh, I, I probably will have to listen back to the other one first. It was just a short one. So it'd be nice to listen back to hear what I actually said and what actually what actually transpired but so i will do a second podcast on that but at the end of this podcast now um i'm going to do a couple of my goals for 2023 and it's just more broader categories so these are like output goals so like when you have when you have goals you can break it down into input goals versus output goals so here's the things that i'm going to do i want to make 10 million dollars in 2023 like that's grand having that goal but that's that's the output but what are the inputs that you actually do on a daily basis to get that to happen so these are more like the output goals um are like just just broader things that I would like to happen. I'm not going to break down how I'm going to how I'm going to try and do that necessarily. So um, 
I've broken them down into a few different categories. One is fun and adventure. One is health and fitness. One is um, financial. One is family. And one is mind. Um, I heard this on another podcast uh, where they broke down these categories. I think there was a sixth category, but I don't have that written down. So I don't know what it is. Um, So health and fitness, I would like to do. Well, this kind of has some input goals. I'd like to do 70,000 steps a week every week for for 2023 um i probably did close to that this year but then again there was probably a couple of weeks where i did like twenty thousand steps i had a really bad week or something like that so i'd like to measure that and i'd like to i don't want to say 10k steps a day because there will be days where probably i'll be traveling or i'll be teaching for a full weekend and um and may, maybe when i'm teaching i will get 10,000 steps in easy, actually. I'm not sure, but there probably will be the odd day here and there where like that won't be possible. So I'd rather say over the week, I'd, I'll try and get 70,000 steps a week. And um, I think that falls into more the health category than the fitness category, but I think it's a very healthy thing for me to do. And um, the more I walk, the better I feel, especially if I do it out outdoors in um, countryside kind of place. You've heard me talk about that to death. Um, then the other thing, uh, kind of more on the fitness side of it jiu-jitsu so i'm going to try and get more into jiu-jitsu and um i don't know what a good goal for this is like i don't know should you be aiming for okay you should be uh expelled by the end of this year i don't know what like so i can't i don't know enough about it to be able to put that goal on it so i think maybe just a broad goal for now is good which is like consistently do jiu-jitsu for the next 12 months so that could be like two or three sessions a week um, of jiu-jitsu so they're, they're my two like health and fitness goals if you want to think about it like that that doesn't mean they're the only things i will do but the two things that i would like to to do so the two things that i would like to like be able to look back and may uh, and have measured roughly saying okay i did do seventy thousand steps every week and i did do let's say three sessions of jiu-jitsu or i did make it to x belt or something like that um I don't even know if you can get to another belt past white belt in one year or like, do you just get a stripe or something like that? Or what's a realistic goal there? So I don't know. Um, second one, um, fun and adventure. I don't have a great one for this yet, but Akira's friend is climbing Mount Kilimanjaro very soon. And when I heard that, I heard her saying it a few times and I think um, she was, she's doing it for a charity or something like that. So I think we, hopefully we did, if we didn't, now I'm going to, now I'm going to say it and we're going to have to, but I think we sponsored like some of it or, or gave her money towards it. And Kira was talking about blah, blah, blah. And then she said it the other day. And I think maybe I had a drink or two in me when she said it. And I was like, I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro. So I don't know if I'm going to climb I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro because I think actually January or February is a good time to climb it when I, when I looked it up. But I would like to do a climb or a, like some kind of big hike like that, which was something really challenging like that. I think that would be really fun and really rewarding to do. So I'm going to put that out there into the airwaves. Um, I think I should do like a hike or a climb or something like that, like the Camino Trail or I don't know anything about any of this stuff, but something that's be a, a big enough thing that you actually have to prepare for and you actually have to go and do it. And there's a little bit of, um, there's a, there's a, there's a bit of hardship involved and then there's a feel good feeling at the end and something that you can always look back and say, I did. Um, I think that's a good time to make goals is when you actually have a few drinks in you because the other day on Christmas Eve, we had a few and I said that I was going to go for a swim uh christmas morning do the christmas swim which sounds fine if you're in australia listening but if you're in ireland you know that a christmas swim is easier said than done so i had a few points in me and everyone was laughing at me and then so i woke up christmas morning and of course i had to go for a swim then i had no choice but to go for a swim because i said it so a good a good thing is to to have a few points and then say, I'm going to do whatever. And then you actually have to do it, but you have to tell people about it. You have to actually tell them I'm going to do this. Uh, not just tell yourself, um, the, the swim actually. So we drove out, we drove out Christmas morning. We were on our way to Tremor beach, which is about 25 minutes from us. Um, and, uh, only like seven minutes from the office, but 25 minutes from where we live. And, Kira realized no diesel in the car. Uh, we were about to run out of diesel and obviously there's no, 
gas stations open on Christmas Day or at least we didn't want to chance it. So we pulled into our brother's house, went in, in to see them for a minute. Um, you might have saw the video of Noah and Roxy bouncing on his new trampoline, on not Roxy's new trampoline, on Noah's new little trampoline. We took their car. And then we went out to Tremor Beach and I had left my swimming shorts and my towel in the back of Kira's car. I hadn't told Kira I was going to go for a swim, so I was just going to go. Um, so I had to swim on Tremor Beach on Christmas Day in my jocks, tiny little black jocks. And I had a tea towel to dry myself off with. So a tiny little tea towel, um, which wouldn't even wrap around me or come even close to wrapping around me. So that was my Christmas morning swim. And um, that was that was very good. Very fun. And actually, not to be the guy that says this, but like, actually, it wasn't as cold as I thought. Because if you ever ask someone coming out of the water, like they're always like, oh, it's not too bad. Not as bad as you think. And they're like red, like a lobster. But uh, it actually wasn't as bad. But maybe that was just pure adrenaline I was running on. So my fun slash adventure goal is to do some kind of climb like that. And then my other one, like which kind of falls into the fun category is just to just to um just to do more trips. And I think we're, we have a full, full, very full calendar of our workshops for next year. And so, um, so I hopefully there'll be lots of fun involved in that as well. And then, yeah, more little, maybe little, little mini trips. We actually went to a couple of weeks ago or no, last week we went to Belfast for just one day with my brother and his wife, uh, my sister-in-law and, um, we just drove up. We went for dinner. We went for a few drinks. The next morning, we went in a, a, a tour of the city, a black taxi, a black cab, I think it's called, tour. And um, it was it was brilliant. It was it was so good to see the city. And the taxi driver was a, a very much a Republican. His whole family had been in the IRA slash. I, I don't know the ins and outs necessarily, but like they were deeply involved, I think, in it at one stage and he was giving us a tour and it was, we were quite, I think in the South of Ireland, we're quite ignorant of what happened up in the North. And I've been aware of that for a while now. And I wanted to rectify that um, because I think we, for some reason we learn in school, we learn about all this different history around the world and we don't learn that much about Irish history. And it's really, it's, it's, it's wrong. I think in my opinion. So that was a nice little, uh, that was a nice little trip. And I learned a lot there and I have a lot of respect for, um, just the city and, and the history there as well. So that was really fun. Um, really good little, like things like that to go into the fun and adventure category. I think it's an important category, especially you're just setting goals around, finances and and like oh i want to learn all this stuff but like i think fun and adventure goals are really important goals to set as well um family i have my own little category for that i won't share that um financial i won't share any numbers or anything i would like our business to grow by 20 percent um i think that's achievable i think I think we grew about 10% this year. I haven't looked at the final numbers. I think we grew about 10%. And that was with me doing uh, a lot less one-on-one consultations. So that was like, honestly, that that was a goal that we achieved. And we probably did better than I even expected there. So I'm I'm happy and I'm I I I should be more. I should give myself a pat in the back more than I probably do on that stuff. So I think we did a really good job there. And um Hopefully we'll do, hopefully we'll, hopefully next year now will be a year where we can push ahead a little bit and maybe grow, try and grow 20% um, on top of that. And then I would like to try and buy a house in 2023 as well. Uh, I don't, I, we don't have to, I'm happy with where we are, but I think it's the right time for us. So I would like to try my best, even though interest rates are rising and all of that stuff. But uh, let's see what happens there. I, I don't want to set that as a goal because like if the right thing doesn't come, I have said it as a goal, but if the right house doesn't come along at the right price and in the right location and all of that stuff, I don't want to get to, I don't want to just force it because I have seen a few people force it that I know. And I don't think they're particularly happy with their decision at the end of the day. So I don't want to force it. But if, if the right thing came along, I think we're maybe at the right time for for us right now and then the other one is mind so the go the the categories fun adventure financial fitness family and then mind and the mind thing some of that actually is 
learning more about Irish history, I want to um actually started listening to a really good podcast called the Irish History Podcast. I listened started listening to that a couple of weeks ago, and he has a series on the the War of Independence. There's like twenty something episodes on the War of Independence. That was really good. Um, I want to listen. I want to learn more about World War One, World War Two. Um, I think I think history is important. I think we learned absolute dog shit in school and actually it can be fun to learn this stuff and i think maybe podcast is a good way to do it so i want to learn more about history and um learn stuff that's not related to my job but enjoy learning about different things um so that's one thing and then the big thing for my mind i think is actually just putting our education out there trying to trying to get that out there i've a program that's going to be launching in, in the next couple of weeks um lower body um not 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 lower body uh we deleted lower body basics too but i'm going to have a follow-on which is a mix of plyometrics and strength training um so a more uh follow-on version of um of, of kind of the lower body series and we're going to uh we're going to do a really good job with that it's going to be a brilliant program it's going to help get people um much stronger move a lot better uh, improve their plyometric ability and open their eyes around how training I think should be done on like not for people who are, it's, it's not a hypertrophy program. It's not a program for powerlifters. It's a program for people who want, obviously like you want to get stronger, but we're using this, we're, we're, we're trying to mostly improve how you move. So help you get bouncier help you get more mobile, help you feel really good in your body, help you get springy, help you like, get stronger but in a way that i think is very beneficial for people who are interested in that stuff so that's a, a program that we're going to release we're still going to release our achilles program and then we're also going to try and release our courses um and our, our big main course that you probably heard me talking about with jamie so that's my mind thing i need to i really need to get that out on on paper and and out and i think with the core with the main course i'm just going to set a date i'm going to give like maybe i'm going to give get maybe 10 people that are in our membership at the moment and just run through the first cohort with them um and then make it open to general public after that um so i just need to set a date and say it's been released on this date and that would put pressure on me to do it so that's um i think that's the end of your podcast done i think that was beneficial for me to actually talk about that in that way and um hopefully you got something out of it as well, even if it's just like thinking about what you might remember in 10 years time. Um, what are your learnings on movement maybe? And what are your goals maybe for, for 2023? I'll follow up on like a mini social media plan or something like that for 2023. And, um, and yeah, as always, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm sitting here. Um, I'm going to go up to Kira's sister's house and uh, we're going to play a board game or something like that, which Kira insists on. I'm not a big fan of board games. Um, I get a bit too competitive and sometimes it turns into a row. But here we go. Uh, as always, thank you so much. It does mean the world to me, your support. I hope you had a great Christmas. And um, I just want to say thanks very much. And if you're a member... If you've bought a program, if you've shared anything on social media, if you've clicked like, if you've sent me a little something saying like, I enjoyed that podcast. If you click five stars on the podcast, um, if you, even if you didn't do any of that stuff, if you, if you just listened and took something out of it, uh, I hope, I hope we were helpful for you in 2022 and, um, I hope you had a good year. There was ups and downs for us, and I'm sure there will be next year as well. But um, at the end of the day, we're trying to do our best, as everyone is, I think. And um, I really appreciate it. And I'm going to go now because actually, I think I just got a little bit emotional. So uh, from the DGR podcast on 2022, for 2022, we are out. Talk to you guys soon. Slow on.